All right. Welcome to Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Word up. Welcome to Get On Code. Peace, beloved. Peace, beloved. Peace. We're here for a great episode of Get On Code. And the code is empowerment. So salute to Neely Fuller and his uh, code of compensatory code for the Negro. Uh, but our code is based on that, but it's empowerment. And so tonight we have with us to return the good brother, Minister Zumbi. How you doing, Minister? Peace <laughs> and greetings. Yes, sir. Hey, Minister Eight Ball. That's one of your nicknames, Minister Eight Ball? Yeah, that was a former... Um, <laughs> street name before I graduated to, to Brother Minister Zumbi. I actually got the name during training camp in uh, college of football. So I came in, my head was shaved, and the quarterback looked over. <laughs> he said, he said, wow, you look like a, <laughs> it looks like a hate ball. So that's how I got started. <laughs> Ooh. Eight ball sipping. Yeah. yeah, so it has nothing to do with malt liquor, I tell you. So. Okay. Uh, and the foundation today, man, salute the queen. Our focus tonight is fix your credit, fix our situation. And back on the platform is Queen Taniki Reddick. Once again, she's the foundation. She's not on the bottom. Salute the Queen. How you doing, girl? Salute. Thank you for having me. Hello, brothers. <laughs> Hello, kings. <laughs> well, the concept of fix your credit, fix our situation, is something that I think we really need to ponder. When we look at our community, the credit rating in our community is not where it needs to be. And you know, that's part of empowerment. Empowerment, you know, when you have control of your resources, your situation and your environment. And so I want us to help get control of that aspect of our empowerment, that aspect of our empowerment. So I'm going to throw something up there and I just want you to talk about it, Queen. All right. So I want to show this picture (laughs) and I, I can't wait to hear what you say. Okay. (laughs) Okay. With that, that is just knowing your purpose from God. Um, In this financial journey that I'm on, because I'm on a financial, um, I had to learn to listen to the calling of God. And in his word, he talks about us not being slaves to our debtors. You know your purpose and you just understand your calling, you're walking closer and higher with God. So that's really what that purpose is. Getting 
to understanding where he we should be financially. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, sis, I uh, love you, but I'm going to kick you out, and I want you to come okay. back in because we're, we're having some challenges with the uh, with the Fi, the Wi Fi. Okay. <laughs> so, Minister Zumbi, man, um, you know, she just shared that that she feels like this is kind of like a calling. Now, you put out this beautiful manifesto, this uh, beautiful book of theology. Yes, sir. Goat. <laughs> the gospel of Afronomics theology. Would you say that it's a calling for you as well, brother? Yes. You know, there's a thing we call, um, everybody has what I call a divine contract between you and the universe. So when you get here as a child, you work to discover what that contract entails. And then to make sure along the way that the uh, resources, the people are there to help you fulfill that contract. So for me, I guess you can say that calling started in 1998 for me uh, after I got done with football and everything else. And it led me to the writing of that book, which will be the first in a series. And it's interesting that the sister talked about um, calling in terms of credit. And I can't remember the verse, but if you go into the book of Proverbs, it actually teaches you do not co-sign for a loan. Okay. And I've met elders in churches that have attended for 40, 50 years. They said they've never been taught that. They've never um, read that. So when we get into empowerment and I'm going to be a little cynical, when you go to your house of worship, I don't care if it's your church masjid, synagogue, tabernacle, or temple, are you going to be empowered or strictly entertained? Hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, right there with you, right there with you. I, I think I that, you know, you know, we're getting a little feedback. I think that the, our churches, which started off as being powerhouses, uh, just before the civil rights era and throughout the civil rights era, maybe after the civil rights era, have changed the focus from empowering us, supporting us, just to be in a house of worship. And in doing so, a great disservice has happened to our community. Um, but I, I, I'll say that, but we have stalwarts like Queen Taniki Reddick, who's going to come back and make changes with that. <laughs> what are you going to say, bro? No, uh, the first lady can go ahead and uh, pick up where she left off. Hey, Seiko. Go ahead. Go ahead, okay. Queen. You're good. <laughs> well, hopefully you guys can hear me again. I'm sorry about that. I'm in a connect. I'm in an area where the connection might be kind of bad. I'm in an office, but I'm surprised the connection, but the weather is raining up here. Um, but again, just talking about having financial knowledge of self as far as making sure our finances are in order, again, lining up with the Bible when God says for us not to be slaves to the debtors. And he also gave us power to obtain wealth. So one of the ways to do that is to have your credit in order. And in order to do that, then you have to understand credit. So I love educating and empowering people to understand their own credit and give them the power to empower their, their family members. 
Okay, okay, I'm loving it. Let's let's throw another picture up there, and I like to get you know, Queen, your position, your thoughts on it, and then you know, Brother Minister, if you can follow back and give us your thoughts. So, okay. Queen. Okay, with that, that is letting someone know that all of those things, evictions, student loans, medical bills, collections, repossessions, bankruptcies, charge-offs, judgments, inquiries, and late payments, all of that can be removed off your credit. Your credit is a gold mine. And once you understand those things can actually be removed because legally the credit bureaus had no right to place them there, then you can understand the power of removing those. So none of those things can stop you from having good credit. If again, if you get the knowledge, get the understanding of credit, building credit, repairing credit, and maintaining credit, you can remove all of those off of your credit report. They absolutely can be removed off. Now, Brother Minister, you were talking earlier about how medical bills have been one of the biggest problems in our community. And you were talking about the eyes, and there was a dollar sign with the eyes. Man, that's that's crazy. Tell us about that. Yeah. You know, in my research, what I found is that probably, if not the biggest reason, but one of the biggest reasons for uh, people filing bankruptcy is for delinquent medical bills. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the example we were talking earlier, I just had my cataracts removed in the summer of 2019. Okay. Each eye you know, from what the doctor had told me, each eye was roughly about $4,000. Now, he threw in fixing the astigmatism for free. Okay. Wow. So imagine if I did not have any kind of insurance. Yeah. Okay. Or if I had to pay out of pocket for that procedure. And, you know, you were talking about credit. You know, it's something uh, Dr. Clark always says. He says that education is its purpose is for one intention, and that is to teach the student to be a responsible and proper handler of power. And when we talk mm-hmm. about credit, you know, I want to know how your company uh, teaches your uh, clients to be responsible handlers of this power we call credit, because it seems like a lot of industries are making money off the mm-hmm. ignorance of the yes, people. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, what we do is most companies just teach people how to delete items off of your credit report when you have to. It's five factors that play a major role in your credit report. What's the difference with our company and what other companies? We actually give you the tools again to empower you to repair your own credit. And with the proven software that we provide, we teach you how to attack all five areas of your credit. Again, medical bills. That is absolutely violating the HIPAA law so that when those medical reports show up, those medical bills show up on your credit report, those credit bureaus have not validated that that debt belongs to you because by law, HIPAA cannot disclose your medical records. So they're just assuming because what they've done is just purchase a number. They have not purchased your actual medical records because they don't have access to them. So medical bills are the, I wouldn't say easiest, but they're, they are what have I seen in the past, they fall off first. 
Because again, the point of disputing items on your credit report is to get those credit bureaus to verify that you actually owe the debt. So what our system does, our system provides you with the education to understanding the debt verification process. We, we, we give you the knowledge to understanding debt validation process. We provide you with more than just a dispute letter, but we provide you with a, 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 a I would say a library of letters to actually address every area of your credit report. And again, we provide you with software that will educate you to understand the Fair Credit Act and the laws. Mm, okay. When you when you it's when you know the laws and your rights, you can't go wrong. And that's what we believe in. Empowering you is just like with the justice system. When you know your laws, they can't, you know, they can't pull you in a position that, you know, uh, hurt you in the end. So when you know the the rights and the laws of the Fair Credit Act, then you are able to get your credit cleaned up and build your credit in the correct way where it stays at good credit. Wow. I'm yeah. loving it. Now, full disclosure, full disclosure, Taniki and I work together in this. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask questions and I kind of know the answers, but she knows the answers, and we want to make sure that you know the answers. So, uh, Queen Janiki, let's look at this picture, and then I can't wait to see what you state about this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, again, it's all about mindset. <laughs> um, me and a business partner on our team was just having this conversation because with our program, Again, we, we empower you to be the so-called credit expert, or we empower you to have control of your money. And when a person has a poor mindset, they look at that as it's too much work. So when a person refuses to grow in knowledge, they're actually saying they agree to stay in poverty. Because again, to gain wealth is to gain knowledge. And when you have that knowledge, then you can take and get out of that poverty mindset. So a poverty mindset, it closes so many doors for you. So when you refuse to learn new strategies, again, that's something that our company teaches is five strategies that you should learn. And one of them are credit repair. Not only credit repair, I like, I like to tell a lot of people that having good credit does not mean it's going to stop the holes in your pocket. Having good credit is not going to stop you from living paycheck to paycheck. But what, so what our company does is we cover all five strategies. We give you the solutions to those problems that are every day hitting you. Inflation, that happens every single day. So we teach you all five strategies. W4 correction. A lot of people can't afford to pay their bills because their biggest debt is taxes. And if you're giving a majority of your paycheck away in taxes, and when I say you're giving it away, because again, a lot of our people say, Uncle Sam is taking my money. When you filled out that W-4, you told your job how much taxes to take away from you. So we show you how to take that money back, bring it back into your household, pay off your debt, eliminate your debt, which will give you good credit, minimize them taxes, and then we give you investment education. So again, we give you the GPS and the blueprint to reaching that financial success that you desire. Now, Brother Minister, this 
gentlemen, and this quote is important to you and to and to your book as well. Hmm. How so? The book itself, and we talked about this last week. Yes, sir. That that book is basically Robert Kiyosaki meets his, uh, meets Malcolm X's Black Nationalism. Okay. And while the sister was talking, it takes me back to Proverbs 17, 16, and I'll paraphrase, where it says, what good is it for a man to get paper if he refuses to learn how to manage and master his paper? Or in Ebonics, a fool in his money sells shoon part. <laughs> okay, and because, and, and the good thing that I'm also hearing about the sister, and we talked about this last week, Brother Sekou, thinking in systems. Okay, she has a program that's system oriented, almost foolproof, I, I would I would assume. Okay, so once you understand the system, now you let the system do the heavy lifting instead of you trying to figure this out on, on your own. So just from what she was talking about, it's good that she and her team has developed this system that makes things easier for people to fix their credit, improve their credit, and increase their uh, FICO score. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, did you want to tap in with that? Did you? Uh, what what's, what are your thoughts, uh, Taniki, about mixing black nationalism and Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad poor dad strategies, thought processes? Have you oh, ever I heard love it? I, I love it because again, Robert Kiyosaki he gave a formula in his his book and then when his teachings, the snowball effect, eliminating debt. And that is exactly what we our program teaches. I love the fact that we are a black owned company. I, I tell people all the time, I've never met Robert Kiyosaki, but I have my own financial gurus, the founders of our company, Mr. Ivy Curry and Mr. Ivy Stokes. They are, when I say these brothers, they've been in the financial business for over 40 years and they actually developed and put together a system that is making it affordable for people to not only repair their credit and learn these strategies, but also put it in a business form so that the government pays the bill. Because we know as business owners, the government pays the bill. So that's what makes it so much more powerful. Okay, okay. Let's hit this one. Let's hit this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like that post as well. That's that's something. Um, and again, <laughs> and it's again, it's a little you know play on word play. But again, some people like to consider themselves bougie. Some people like to consider themselves ratchet. We never want to be ratchet when it comes to our credit. We want to be savages. We want to attack it, be in beast mode. Again, as a savage, you playing no games, and you just about to take life back. You know, bass horn and get serious about your credit. So I, yeah. I like that piece. <laughs> uh, your thoughts, brother minister? Uh, savage, boozy, classy, ratchet. ratchet. Um, you know, we getting Megan the Stallion on them. Savage, classy, <laughs> bougie, ratchet. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess I would say, I guess I would say beast mode instead of savage, but that's me. Um, yeah. It it does. You know, it does bring up a question because everyone talks about what is that magic number that everyone should shoot for? I think in the past it was 700. Now it's 720. Um, well, I would say 750. 
Um, okay. Again, with the economy going the way that it is, a lot of banks are changing the numbers as far as when you get approved for something, the interest rate that you would pay. So you want to shoot for seven fifty. Shoot for the best. Like mm-hmm. aim, aim for that. Eight fifty, of course, is perfect credit. But if you can get seven fifty, then you're in a good place. The lower your interest rates. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, and that's the part that intrigues me. Now that I have lower interest rates when I'm dealing with things, I'm actually able to buy more. I'm able to do more. So how has how have interest rates been used against us historically here in the States, Brother Minister? Well, many of us don't have the we we've never had the opportunity to build a track record, if you will. And I'm going to pull a book out that some may have read or not read. It's called Ruthless, written by Jerry Heller, who was co-founder of Ruthless Records. There's a story where I think he and Easy were about to do a transaction and he wanted to pay for it in cash. Jerry says, no, use credit because as a businessman, we need to get you to develop a track record. So that way it sets you up for better credit opportunities in the future. I think they were going for um, a line of credit, but the fact that he's trying to teach young people to operate above ground instead of always operating underground. Mm -hmm. So that way there's always a track record that can verify your, your credit worthiness, if you will, because Mm -hmm. if you come into a situation and you have no track record, Mm -hmm. then you're going to get a higher interest rate because the, the risk factor is greater because mm-hmm. you've got no track record. Mm-hmm. Intriguing, intriguing. So uh, I, I like this level up conversation. <laughs> I like this level up and, conversation. And to, the, and to the brother, that's building credit history. That is 35% of your credit score. So it's very important to build that credit history. Like he said, credit utilization. Like that's thirty percent. That track record. They need to know that you're credit worthy. Like he said. So powerful piece. I like that. Mm. All right. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, one of the things that I think is interesting is in your book, brother. You have the ten black commandments. I call them the ten black commandments. You call them the ten <laughs> goat commandments. <laughs> uh, One of the things you talked about, and I don't think it was in the Ten Goat Commandments, but Mm. you talked about you're against paying children a uh, allowance, right? Yes. All right. So what's your reason not to pay children an allowance? And then, Taniki, I'm going to bring up one of the uh, pictures. I'm sure that you'll tell us your reason. (laughs) Okay. From from my vantage point, if we're going to teach our people to be financially free and economically independent, then we must be mindful of the money lessons that we teach our children. Okay, I always say, and particularly in a post-COVID economy, we have to start teaching our children how to create money instead of always having to beg for money via employment. Okay. And if we understand how technology has historically made us obsolete, Mm -hmm. 
then it is very important for us to teach our children instead of working for money to create money, regardless of what shape the economy is in. So that's my take on why you don't teach your children uh, to work for money via an allowance. You teach them to create money. Hmm. All right. Well, then, Taniki, teach me. Okay. (laughs) So my take on we don't pay children as business owners. You should never pay your children allowances. You should always make them an employee. For one, like the brother said, you're teaching them how to become business owners. Our children has been for generations taught how to graduate from school and apply for a job and work for someone else. So we want to teach our children and give them the empowerment of they can be business owners, but also you want to hire your children while you're a business owner. It gives you major tax write-offs. So that's why you should never give your children allowances. Have your child on your payroll. Show your children that, um, okay, they're getting their paycheck every Friday. That would make them feel empowered. But again, as a business owner, as a parent, that gives you a major tax deduction. So as business owners, your first employee should be your children. Your first employee, your children from, it doesn't, in the IRS tax form, go to the IRS page because we teach everything to do it legally. It will let you know There's no age limit where it can start because, again, we have the Gerber baby on the Gerber jars. So it's no particular age, but you do have to make the work make sense to the IRS. You have to keep legal documents. So, again, having those children on your payroll, having those children as an employee instead of giving them allowances gives you major tax write-offs. And that's game changer. Yes. Yeah. So how does that tap into the GOAT? (laughs) Well, it it actually bridges in quite well because it also goes into, you know, now the new buzzword is generational wealth or multi-generational wealth. Okay. It also keeps the money within the family. So that way you can bequeath not only the tangible assets, but the intangible assets. And what I mean by the intangible assets is I'm not just going to give you the money. I have to give you the blueprint on how to keep this money going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a quick story about uh, the difference between the Vanderbilts and the, and the Rothschilds. There was a family reunion of the Rothschilds, I think maybe 150 years after the passing of Cornelius Vanderbilt amongst the people who attended, there wasn't one millionaire there. Whereas where you look at the Rothschilds, because of their ability to maintain and keep the money in house and make it a family affair, I think they should be into their maybe 20th or 21st generation of wealth building. Okay, so what the sister said about hiring your children as employees versus giving them an allowance is really the first step in that multi-generational wealth process. All right. Wow. Wow. Uh, Hey, this is the get on code and we're getting on code tonight economically as we're dealing with fix your credit, fix our solution. So we have Queen Taniki with us. We have the good brother, Minister Zumbi, a.k.a. Minister 8-Ball. I kind of like Minister (laughs) (laughs) 8-Ball. 
<laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Taniki, tell me a little bit about this. Okay, so that is again our formula um, in the blueprint of teaching people how to fix their credit their um, a fast way. And there's no fast fix, again, to getting out of debt or fixing your credit, but these are some solutions that we have to making your payments on time, um, asking for higher credit limits, disputing the credit report errors, becoming an authorized user, which is getting a trade line that is something powerful. I encourage parents, um, make your children an authorized user on your car. If you have good credit, Gift that child within 700 credit score when they walk across that stage. Um, using a secure credit card again, um, and keeping your credit cards, uh, keeping your credit cards open because you don't want to close your credit history. So those are just some tips. Again, that comes with our software. The software is when I say it is phenomenal because it provides you with videos, tutorials, um, team training. You train with me and our team. And it's, it's just life changing. No excuse. It makes it so easy for anyone. If you can open a cell phone, an operator's cell phone, you can understand this software. All right. All right. Let's talk about the authorized users very quickly. Yeah. So, you know, we talked earlier that you shouldn't co-sign for nobody. So how is providing somebody as an authorized user different than co-signing? Because people get oh, that twisted. Okay. So an authorized user is you adding someone to your credit history. When you uh, select to have someone as an authorized user on your credit account, you're not giving them access to your card. You're just giving them your lineage, your long history of credit, positive credit history. So as you make your on-time payments, it will affect their credit. And long as you keep your credit score up, they will it will increase their credit score. So again, they're not having access to the card itself. So they, they can't damage your credit. So they're just actually having access to your credit history. And that's golden in our families. If family members, again, parents, um, grandmas, if they have good credit history and they have a credit card and they've had a credit card a seasoned credit card, which is two years or more, and it has positive credit history, and they add a child or they add a daughter or a son, that person now is empowered to their positive credit, passing down generational wealth. Right. Mm, okay. Now, but can we consider credit wealth? Well, I, I can't say I would consider it wealth just because, again, when you have good credit, it gives you access to things and it gives you better interest rates. Poor credit costs you more money than anything because you're paying higher credit. You're paying higher rates. So, again, good credit is getting you to that point of generational wealth. Hmm. Your thoughts, Minister Zumbi, is is uh, authorized user tantamount to co-signing? Well, from the sister's explanation, it's it's different. And something just came up in my mind while she was talking. Making your child an authorized user, it also protects you from what I call legal predators. So let's say your child is a freshman at college and you've got all these credit card companies 
approaching your child saying, hey, fill this out. You'll get this. You'll get that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's been uh, a fight to get these credit card companies off the campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but they, they, they lost because of one reason. The credit card companies and their legal team used the First Amendment to keep them on the college campuses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think having authorized users, it helps them, um, you know, it helps, it helps to protect them from, you know, these, these uh, financial predatory wolves mm-hmm. that are always looking to sink their teeth into our young people when they, when they go off to college. And it also goes into a principle I said is that we want African people to adopt what I call the master apprentice relationship when we're bequeathing and when we're teaching uh, about credit and other areas of business economics and finance. So I think the authorized user can have more, uh, I guess you would say, multiple benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Seiko, just to tap on the co-signer, as a co-signer, when you co-sign for something for someone, when that person doesn't make their payments on time, they take your credit down with them. That's yeah. where co-signer help hurts you at. That's why we say we're against co-signing. You should never co-sign for someone because life happens to everyone. And if that person gets in a situation where they're not making their payments on time, um, it will affect your credit score. So again, Authorized user is way better than co-signing. Okay, okay. I actually know, and of course, you know, I work with you, so <laughs> you've been teaching me this for a while. <laughs> and so, yeah, but you know, I've I've seen clients who, with the correct authorized user, have really provided their teenage children with fifteen to twenty years of great credit history. Yes. Yes. So when they walk across that graduation stage at 18, yes. if the people that, you know, place them as authorized users have great situations, then yes. they're walking off the stage with a 700, yeah. 750. Yeah. And and I'm talking about with a history, not That's just to, yeah, not you pay your student <laughs> loans and stuff like that yeah, with a history. I've, I've seen it happen. I've seen, and that's one of the ways we can get on code. So, hey, get on code. Uh, if you're going to quit anything, quit making excuses and quit waiting for the right time. How is this so important with uh, what you do, Minister Zumbi, and what you do to me? Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Minister. Well, there's no such thing as uh, an opportune time. Sometimes you just got to go. And the reason I say that is because the universe will not open doors for you if you stand still. Sometimes you have to go and things happen for you just because you took action. So it's really about taking action and maintaining that momentum. And for myself, uh, and for myself, I would say um, again, you can't keep the excuses hold you back. 
and then there's no right time to start except for now. If you don't take action, nothing will be done. You can't constantly just sit there and I'm a praying woman. I believe in praying. But when you pray and God send you the solution, you have to have wisdom enough to say, okay, now I have to take action. So again, if you procrastinate, you can miss your blessing. And sometimes people don't realize, okay, they pray for God to bring them something. When he bring it and if it does not come in the form of which they think it should come, they can miss their golden opportunity and it have to go stand and be further back behind so again no excuses we live in a day and time where you can basically google anything right now Seiko you have a phenomenal platform with this you know they, they get on the code where people can come up here and get educated so there's so many opportunities out there for us to get in a position where we're actually in a better place in life Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, uh, Brother Minister, go over those 10 GOAT commandments very quickly, and let's see how this fits in with what happened. I got to get that book. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that book. Let me, let me make sure I, I got this. I always want to make sure I got this on hand with me. And I always say that these 10 commandments, I give credit to the ancestor, Reverend Ike. Okay. And every time I hear that, I hear, oh, what, oh, what, oh, it's the 10 Black Commandments. Right. <laughs> Look, yeah, salute to what yeah. Here's the, uh, here are the 10 Black Goat Commandments here. Uh, first commandment, thou shalt decide and commit to becoming rich and wealthy. That's number one. Number two, thou shalt invest in learning and mastering the science of money. And this is where uh, Proverbs 17, 16 comes in. The third, thou shalt practice the 10% solution. That's to pay yourself first. Yep. Number four, thou shalt create value in the market. A lot of people forget that in order for you to build wealth on any level, you have to create value. There's no such thing as being wealthy and being selfish because wealthy people are solving problems for large groups of people in the market, okay? Number five, thou shalt build wealth with passive and residual income. This is what Warren Buffett talks about of solving the riddle of making money in your sleep. Yes. Okay? <laughs> Number six, thou shalt respect the power of money. And I, I, I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday. He works at uh, FedEx office. I said, you know that the child support industry has benefited off our ignorance of the laws of sex and money and our lack of respect for the power of sex and money. Wow. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the power of sex and money. That sounds like an album for the city girls, man. <laughs> like, Karina's coming back. She's the baddest chick. And, and that's and the name of her album. That's like straight little chemist. You know, okay, you, you, you got my interest, man. You so, got my interest. And and I'm, I'm probably talking a little metaphysical since I'm an ordained minister of metaphysical science. I, I approach things scientifically when I talk about the, the power and the and respecting the power of sex and money. You know, many of us don't understand that sex is a ritual. 
where there is an exchange of energies going on. Okay. And it's the same thing with money. Okay. And when you don't understand those laws and you engage ignorantly in, in certain transactions or understandings, then you find yourself in the ditch, if you will. Okay. Cause I've had friends look, if I had a dollar for every child support war story that was told to me, I would be on the Forbes 400. Okay. But from knowing my friends and knowing how they got there is that they've also abused and are ignorant of the mate selection process. Okay. Which is one of the things I talk about in my book where I said, we want African people to choose potential mates who are fiscally responsible and emotionally mature because, and we've all dealt in the finance industry where we realize how emotional of a topic money is mm -hmm. or how money can be. And that's where you really have to be in charge of your emotions. If you don't control your emotions, you can't control your money. Okay, so that's why I mean by the child support is benefited from our ignorance and our lack of respect of the laws of sex and money. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay, I'm glad you I'm glad you went there because okay. when you said the power of sex and money, I was <laughs> I was in Magic City, man. I was like, <laughs> I was in Key Valley. You know? <laughs> I was like, you gonna respect that? <laughs> but I heard I heard a gentleman say that if you can show him a man who, who has discipline of self when it comes to sex, you will show him a man who is wealthy. So that's powerful that you said that. If you can show him a man who has discipline in self when it comes to sex, he'll be a man who is wealthy. I was like, wow. So thank you, brother. Thank you, minister, for saying spending that in the commandments. Yes. Wow. 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 Cardi okay. B just said in her newest song, broke in words don't deserve no cookie. You know, that's right. <laughs> well, I, I got a well, message for I Cardi. I got a message Go for Cardi B. You know, she basically has used her money to get where she is. And she talks about making money moves. But she also has to remember that gravity is undefeated. And there's always somebody younger, prettier, and cheaper that will eventually replace her. So what happens when gravity kicks in? Okay. Okay. I know that's so, right. You know, so, so, part, so she can make all the money moves with her body, but the people who put her together have been making power moves. Does Cardi even own her catalog? I, I kind of look at her as a dummy corporation that's been put together. Okay, that's intriguing. That's intriguing. Megan just yeah. went through that situation where she realized, yeah, I'm popping. I'm popping. You know, you know, whatever the season is. I can't think of what her, her tagline is. And then mm. she finally read her contracts. What, four or five years into it? And okay. I had to do a power move and sue and do some other stuff that that's that's intriguing, man. That's that's yeah. something we need to go with. We need to go in deeper. We definitely need to go in deep. What's number seven? Okay, number I got seven. stuck on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. So it's interesting that SIX, commandment number six, is also the commandment that deals with SEX. Oh, that's intriguing. Okay, that's intriguing. 
Okay. I before E. Okay, go mm. ahead, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so number seven is thou shalt treat money as thy servant. Okay, we've okay. all heard that money, it's a great servant, but it's a brutal taskmaster. And if you go back into the rich dad philosophy, what's the first rule? The rich don't work for money. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Number number eight, thou shalt have a wealth building plan slash system and a wealth protection plan slash system. And we said this last week, Brother Sekou, rich people think in systems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take Trump. Everybody's wondering, how does Trump be able to declare bankruptcy and still have what he has? Trump, the individual on paper, owns nothing. I call this the mm-hmm. Rockefeller rule. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller rule is own nothing but control everything. Yeah. Okay. And I'll give you another example. When, when we lost Prince, and what I learned was that his sister gave Universal Music Group access to the masters. Now, Universal doesn't own the masters, but they have total control of the masters. That entire catalog. Okay. So that's that's what we mean by owning nothing but controlling everything. And that's why we really need to have these plans and these systems in place so we don't find ourselves like a Kevin Garnett who's Former leak, former financial advisor allegedly stole $77 million from under his nose. Or we have these situations like what's happening with Dr. Dre with his divorce. Okay. Number nine, thou shalt, and this is your favorite one, Siku, thou shalt practice cultural tithing. Okay. <laughs> and, and I gave the example last week of Arthur Blank, who owns the Falcons, is co founder of Home Depot. If he cuts a $10 million check to the Anti Defamation League, he's practicing cultural tithing because he is giving his money to a race first organization that looks out for the highest and greatest good of the Jewish diaspora. So, are we giving? Um, just recently, I don't know if you guys heard about a brother who just gave $20 million to Morgan State. Uh, this past week. He was an alum, but I guess he had to drop out because he couldn't afford to matriculate towards a degree. So he went working to UPS, worked his way up. And then he and his wife just presented Morgan State with a $20 million gift. Okay. That's cultural tithing. You see. So, and then number 10, thou shalt master thyself and thy emotions. And that's why I said money being such an emotional subject, one of the rules is like for people who are in the stock market, they always have a code or rule or or a set of rules that they follow before they go into the market. Because regardless of what you think, the stock market is driven by three things, fear, greed, and ignorance. That's what really drives the market. And it has nothing to do with the intrinsic value of the company. Queen Taniki, any thoughts of these 10 black commandments, these 10 goat gospel of Afronomics theology commandments and how they fit into the system that we benefit from with my econ? Oh, I love them. Um, thank you, brother, for putting those commandments in your book, minister, for putting those commandments in your book. And it's something that our people should absolutely 
follow by and learn um, the way that they fit into our system is again um, creating that generational wealth. We teach them how to empower themselves. That my econ stands for my economy. You cannot mm -hmm. expect the government to take care of you. You cannot expect no one else to take care of you. You have to take control of your economy. So our system empowers you. We, we help you to learn how to manage your money. You cannot grow something that you don't understand. So those commandments are right on and I love them. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. The, the, all right. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Uh, you mean myself or, or sister? Whoever wants to take this one on. Okay. Ooh, okay. I see what you got there. <laughs> you know, here, here's here's the thing that you, that we got to look at about going to college. And I talk about this in, my, in the Q&A section of my book. We have to start looking at the return on investment in terms of going to college. And I'll tell you why. In the past, the shelf life of a college degree was like four to five years. Now it's 18 months because information is turning over at such a fast rate. So let's say if I'm going into college to study whatever, okay, before I graduate, the information that I'm learning has already been rendered obsolete twice before I walk. Okay. Because you have to remember there's a there's a huge gap between what the American school system teaches and, and what's happening in real time. Now, in some cases, it, the gap can be as wide as 50 years. OK. And remember how Robert Kiyosaki and others have always been asking the question, why isn't financial literacy taught in the school system? And the reason being, it's because it's your state departments of education that dictates the curriculum. OK, so in many ways, this so-called educational industry, the only thing that's doing is justifying its own existence at the expense of its customers being the students. OK, and so now it also explains why is it that tuition is going higher and higher and higher? It's just to justify its own existence, to pay its staff. And it doesn't really matter, per se, whether or not the customers get what they need. They just need to justify their own existence. How can uh, you help people with student debt, Taniki? Um, again, um, our program teaches them how to attack debt from a perspective of eliminating it. Um, again, if you build that, if you correct your W-4 and minimize those taxes, you can start building an emergency fund. That is the sure way to help you eliminate your debt. Again, like I say, taxes is your biggest bill. So if you can minimize those taxes and build your emergency fund, then you can start eliminating your debt. To attack those student, that student loan debt, just start making arrangements, setting up something. Don't never run away from your debt. Never run away from it. Um, mm -hmm. Setting up something. I know people get on deferment um, payment plans, but you want to, you know, reach out to your, your, your student loan people and set up a payment plan. Again, when you correct your W-4, in my um, situation, I've helped over 200 people correct their W-4 and they've seen an increase in their paycheck anywhere from maybe 200 to $600 per month. Mm -hmm. 
that extra money is helping, they can take that and snowball it, income shift, that's our, our system, it's called income shifting, shift that to eliminate your debt. So the more debt you free up, now you can take that and eliminate more debt. So we're teaching people how to eliminate that car debt, eliminate that house debt or eliminate that credit card debt. So now you're having more money where you can get to that student loan debt. But again, student loans can be removed off your credit report. It's not saying that they don't want their money, but it can be removed off your credit report so that it's not holding you down. Again, the software is so phenomenal. I love empowering and educating people with this system. That's what's up. And if you're trying to get in contact with Queen Taniki, her information is in the show notes. Hey, it's time for a change. And it's time for you to uh, get on code with your health. This is a commercial break. (laughs) So go to commonsenseforyou.org. That's commonsenseforyou.org. They have healthy health and beauty products for you. You know, we've learned that toothpaste might be great to clean your teeth, but it's not good for your teeth nor your body. So Mm -hmm. you might want to look at their tooth powder. You know, uh, we know that what you put on your skin goes into your skin. So you might want to look at some of their healthy soaps and their healthy shampoos and all these great things. So go to commonsenseforyou.org. That's commonsenseforyou.org. And also... You know, I provide real estate investors with funds. So if you're a real estate investor, I can help you get 90% of the purchase price, 100% of the repair costs. So hit me up. Telephone number is right there, 757-932-0177 at 757-932-0177. Remember, our team does credit fixes, tax resolutions. We help lend private money and we do debt consolidation. So we're talking about the credit deal fix your credit, fix our situation. We went through a lot of pictures, but let's talk now with these last seven minutes about how this can fix our situation. So uh, Brother Zumbi, man, what do you think? How can improving our credit worthiness improve our collective situation? Well, and I guess we can start from I mean, we've talked about from a personal perspective, then we can also look at it from a business perspective, particularly if we're working to expand our business, even if it's just applying for a line of credit. You know, um, Sister has enlightened me with how credit can actually be leverage, which is really what credit is. It's Mm -hmm. leverage. It's just being a responsible handler of that leverage and not not being a victim of the ignorance of how we can make this work for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I pretty much got it. I'll put it to you this way. I learned more in one hour about credit than I could have sitting in a three-day seminar with the so-called credit guru experts. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I agree. She's, she's definitely a wealth of knowledge. Definitely a wealth of knowledge. Thank so you for we, have some, we have some other ills that we're dealing with in our community. Uh, so how can, and this is kind of theoretical. This is kind of theoretical. How can we address situations like this mm. with having better credit worthiness? 
you know, how can we fix situations with the faces that I have on the screen are people who've been killed by white supremacists, um, who were all melanated, all black people, people of African descent, indigenous descent, whatever term you want to use. You know, how can we address this situation where we have on the screen now pictures of our white brothers and sisters who were heavily armed and arrested? Some of them killed police, but they were arrested and we're unarmed and we get murdered. We're unarmed and we're getting murdered while our white brothers here are all heavily armed and arrested. Is, is there any way that there's a connection? Because if empowerment works, it works in all realms, I believe. I might be wrong. But your thoughts? I'll start. And I know we talked about this last week. I go back to what Dr. Claude Anderson talks about that five story building where economics becomes the foundation. And even law enforcement has admitted that they only go after those who are not in a position to politically and economically protect themselves. So there's a bully mentality that you go after the weakest link. And since we've been the designated loser in this system, that's why you see this disproportionate amount of these domestic terrorists go after African people. Because you also got to remember law enforcement coming out of the womb of American slavery and creating things such as the Fugitive Act and everything else where you've denied us access to political and economic tools of empowerment. Okay. It puts us as a designated loser. So now you go after the weakest link. You know, because, you know, it's, it's, and just to finish off, uh, Attorney Altamatics in New York City, he actually made a, a very profound statement. He says, if you have no relationship to the earth, then do you have any business being on the earth? Because everything is going to be about what you own, what you control, what you produce, what you distribute. And nobody likes to see a beggar coming to the round table because you'll get treated as a stray dog. Okay, that's my soapbox for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taniki, any thoughts? Um, is there a connection between the situation that we face and our economic situation? Um, it is a connection. Um, I've seen a piece where Dr. Clark Anderson talked about how um, they target us because, again, like Minister said, they see no value. We don't. They see that our economy, our economics, doesn't play a value in this country. Um, they don't target the Jews because they feel like they're making money. They're making progress. So again, if we can change what we bring to the table as far as empowering our own communities and bringing black wealth back to our communities, it could absolutely, you know, give us a little leverage up. Um, again. We probably can't stop the oppression and the things because seeing those um, the faces on the screen right now I'm in Baltimore where someone took me and showed me where they you know murdered Freddie Gray and um, to see the community around here a lot of people are block buying the block back. They're trying to buy the block back and empower empower our people around here. So it does make a difference. It does absolutely make a difference. 
Good, good. Hey, look, if you need any motivation to buy the block, do it for Brianna. Yeah. If you need any motivation to buy the block, do it for Brother George. If you need any motivation to get your credit together so you'll be in a situation where you can yeah. do some of the investments that I can help with and others can help with, do it for Brianna. Do it for George. Um, Shavana says we need to hold on to our dollars and demand change. <laughs> period. <laughs> I, I think she left off the T. That should be period with a T. Period. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to our dollars and demand change. Um, well, you know, I, I agree because it's time for change. Mm. And, Absolutely. you know, sometimes you got to knock over some tables. <laughs> right. The best did it, right? <laughs> sometimes you got to knock over some tables. Mm -hmm. The best did it, right? Yeah. Right? Yes, right? absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if this is what you believe in, look at your example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Look at your example. Uh, hold on to our dollars and make change. Salute Siobhan mm -hmm. for that. That's, uh, yeah, period. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, uh, Queen Taniki, thank you for this insightful discussion, brother Zombie. Man, it's good to have you back, man. This was, yo, know, we had you back last week. I mean, for the first time, and this right. has been a blessing, man. This has been a blessing. This has been kind of uh, we had some spiritual undertones, so this is it's kind of intriguing. It's trying to intrigue. I'm learning a lot from you tonight, Minister. So thank you so much. It was an honor to be on the platform with you. Thank you, oh, Sego. Like, like, Good likewise, stuff. likewise. Good oh, stuff. And, Good uh, stuff. And, and this is for our Islamic uh, family. In the Quran, Allah, it says that Allah will not change the condition of a people until the people change it themselves. So yeah. the people always has to take the first step in their liberation movement and in this case their economic liberation i say i say all right last words taniki last words um just to let people know that again good credit is attainable it's not hard to get um do it yourself. We we really strongly educate you, empower you to do it yourself. I believe in building oneself if you teach a man to fish then he can actually feed his family. But if you teach a man how to buy the pond, he can feed his family for generations. And we believe in teaching people how to purchase the pond, how to take pond and take their power back and empower yourself. Thank you so much, Seiko. Ashe, Ashe, purchase the pond. That's okay. deep. Purchase the, you, you, that should be a hashtag. You need to go ahead and trade one. <laughs> Purchase the pond. <laughs> Purchase the pond. Last thoughts, brother. Um, You know, not to sound spooky, but we have to understand that economics is actually a form of warfare where you acquire resources, but you also have to protect those resources. Okay. So wherever we are, where economics is, um, is a significant part of that. We, we have to acquire them and we also have to protect them. So 
sometimes we have to understand that economics is just another form of warfare. Wow, Ashe. All right, so look, learn the code, get on code, stay on code, teach the code, and stay mm. fly. This show was brought to you by Positive Vibes Incorporated, our consulting services. We do credit fixes. We do tax resolution. We lend private money and debt consolidation. So if you need some of these services, we're waiting here for you. Credit fixes, tax resolutions, private money, and debt consolidation. Make sure you call Positive Vibes Incorporated.